You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Ooh, that sounds like my podcaster voice. I like this. Anyways, if your brand's making new, oh, now I'm like doing a weird voice. I'm gonna stop. If your brand's making new to the show, thank you for being here. We're honored that you tuned in for an episode or more, hopefully. And if you are a longtime listener, welcome back to the party. We're stoked that you're here and you probably know what I'm about to ask. But if you haven't taken two minutes to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I can't, I literally cannot tell you how helpful that is to our show. Just do the continuation of it. And I like this analogy. I've shared it before, but I'm going to share it again. Leaving a review on a podcast episode is very similar to if you go to a museum on a nice Sunday afternoon, they always kind of have that box for a suggested donation. Just, you know, hey, Give us like five bucks and enjoy your art on your Sunday afternoon. I think leaving a review on a podcast is very similar. It helps us continue to show up and give you free content week after week. And this is actually one better because you don't have to pay anything. You don't even have to give us five bucks. You just have to give us like a minute or two of your time and just tell us how you love the show. We really read every single review and it really lets us know what episodes you guys love the most and how we can cater this show to be the absolute best it can be for you specifically. So last time I'm going to say it, please leave us a review. Just pause it real fast. I'll just, I'll just let you have that right now. All right, <laughs> enough about reviews. Today's episode is a super fun one. We did something a little bit different. A few weeks ago, we popped into the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. And if you're not in there, come join. Is a party. Link is in the show notes. And we asked you to submit your business horror stories. Now, we asked you to submit it from the perspective of you as a client hiring or buying something else and not necessarily you as a business owner. So any experience that you've had with any type of business that wasn't ideal, that made you as the client not feel valued or respected. Because today, we're doing something fun and we're diving in and chatting about your horror stories and turning them into a teaching and learning opportunity. So giving advice on how we could learn from each experience and make all of our businesses better. And we intentionally asked for your submissions to be completely anonymous because the last thing we want to do is call out certain people or businesses. Like that's not our heart at all. And that's not what we want this episode to be about. Our intention with this show is to learn from, well, with this specific show is to learn from anonymous stories on how to make our client experience better and ultimately be a better and more successful business owner. Does that all sound good to you guys? Sounds good to me. So let's get ready to dive in because we cannot wait. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hey, hey, welcome to today's show. This is going to be so fun. I'm like mm-hmm. wiggling right now because I'm so excited to have this, have this good little conversation and chat. So we have four submissions that we chose for today's episode of basically horror stories that you, our faithful Heart & Hustle listener, have submitted to our Heart & Hustle Facebook group. Pretty excited to dive into these. Again, just to clarify before we get started, this is not in any way intended as a call out 
or we're not trying to shame anybody. We have no idea who these people are. We ask for anonymous. We ask for, you know, no pointing of any fingers towards anyone. We don't, don't, our team came in and put these in from the Facebook group. So we don't even know the names of the people uh, of whose story that happened to them. So like everything that we're about to say is completely anonymous. And I also want to make sure that you also understand not only is it anonymous, but Lindsay and I aren't sitting here in any way trying to speak down to or shame any business owner ever. We all make mistakes. I have done stupid freaking things as a business owner. I have screwed up royally with clients, with business decisions, with, you know, all sorts of stuff. I think we just wanted to use this as an opportunity to pull in other stories that, you know, anonymously as like a wider pool to kind of teach from for us to all learn together on how to improve and how, you know, certain actions as a business owner might affect people that we don't fully realize as a business owner, but wow, that's really damaging to our client experience or things like that. So our intention with this episode is coming from a place of we want to all learn and grow together. And in no way are we trying to call out anybody. So just to clarify that (laughs) and From now on, we will dive into the stories. So Lindsay, do you want to start with the first one? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so this first one says, as a client, um, so as a client, I was supposed to have a client consultation with a brand photographer. I was looking for personal branding photos. I got the times confused and I realized it about five minutes into when the call was supposed to start and I profusely apologized. I received a text that came off as rude stating that she had, quote, squeezed me in and the time was clearly stated and she couldn't potentially put me in her calendar or she, yeah, she couldn't potentially put me on her calendar until January, 2021, but to reach out to her then, yeah, not a chance I'll be reaching out. So that's what the submission is. Yikes. Um, I, I, have I haven't read I haven't read that one. Ooh. Oh, I've I've read all of them. But okay. I I have many thoughts because it's it's talking about being late, but this mm-hmm. perspective is like the client was late. And so I, I almost see it from both sides. Like if your client is late, like, okay, that's on them because you you did have a time. But I think there is a moment where you need to extend grace and not necessarily be like but but also like I get somebody who's like very, very busy. I get the fact that like maybe she literally could not fit anybody in until January. But I think it I think that almost comes down to maybe tone of how you treat yeah. your clients. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have well, thoughts? Oh, I have I have so many thoughts. I think even if in my in my opinion, if you are so busy that you're so booked out, why were you having that consultation to begin with? Like if you were really that packed that you couldn't possibly have another consultation for months, why were you having that consultation? Like, like, oh, like you think that's like a, a, you booked yourself too much conversation? Yeah. Yes. And I, I think like, to me, it sounds more like she was trying, like, or she, I assumed it was a she. That's a, a very poor assumption. The business owner, the photographer sounds like they were more trying to like almost punish the client or the potential client for misunderstanding the time and being five minutes late or texting five minutes late or whatever. And by saying like, I'm so busy, I'm so full. You like, I wonder if was she, they, I don't know why I'm doing she. she. It's a she. She said she in the thing. Oh, okay. She had squeezed me in. That makes sense. I was like, why do I keep reverting to a feminine? (laughs) Um... It it sounds more to me like she was almost trying to prove her her worth and say I'm so busy you like I'm so desirable 
you're going to have to wait if you want to do this again. It almost seems like more of a punishing situation where in my mind, I feel like even if you are super busy, you can find time for a consultation. Or if you can't find time for a consultation, then you shouldn't be having more consultations. Like you're booked up, you're done. Yeah. Um. So that's the thought that I have. And I think kind of like reiterating what you were saying, Lindsay, like the, the client, yes, I can, there are times, like I have it in my contract, Lindsay, I know you do too, about like arriving late to a session or something. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, we don't, the session starts at a certain time, not necessarily when the clients get there. So if they get there 30 minutes late, they just lost 30 minutes of their session. Like, you right. know, there are absolutely times to be strict on being late, but a consultation where the person texted five minutes in and realized they forgot the time and apologized profusely, like that is not a time to be like strict on that. The client right. is always right. Like you are there to serve your client. It is not about you as a business owner. It is about serving your client. So yeah, that's just my tangent. <laughs> the only last thing I would add is I think you have to, from the business owner's perspective, it's your job to always be on time. So from that perspective, like you as the business owner, you need to be on time and have your crap together. And I know that's not the situation here. It was technically the client that was late. But at the same time, as much as you need to be on time yourself, I think, like Evie said, the client is always right. We are here to serve clients and to give them an incredible experience. And if they are late, that's where I think we should more often than not extend grace. And even if we can't, even if genuinely we are so packed, do you not... Like, can we not have five minutes on a Saturday? Like, to be a good yeah. business owner, to be like, but I, it's, it's hard because I see both points. Like, yes, you want to have your, you want to have good work life boundary. Maybe you genuinely mm. couldn't, couldn't fit them in. And in that case, I would just be so understanding, so kind, and be like, I am so sorry. I genuinely do not have time. Here's a few options yeah. that I think could work, but if none of those work for you, I really truly cannot fit you in until January. Something like that where it's a little more gentle. Yeah, or even like in that scenario, if you're really that booked up, I would be like, if you want to reach out in January, I would love to talk to you then. I'm so sorry we had this like confusing situation. I would have loved to work with you. Or if you really need those branding photos done sooner, let me know. I'll send over a list of people that I highly recommend who can also serve you really well. Like again, it's coming from a place of serving your client. This is not about you as a business owner. Nothing that you do is about you as a business owner. You are there to serve your people. And that doesn't mean there can't be boundaries, but that means that your attitude in interacting with potential clients or anyone is from a place of humility and service. So that's, which I, so I it does not sound like anything from that scenario was from a place of humility or servant, like heart or, or service. So that's where I think the bottom line is like serve your people, period. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that was good. Next one. On. <laughs> Can I read the next horror story? Yeah, this one literally makes me livid. So I'll try not to get like very mad. <laughs> yes. But also people make mistakes. So yeah, no, I, I know, I know, I know. Okay, read, it, okay. read it and listeners, you will get infuriated with me. Okay, go. Someone says, three months ago, I hired someone to go through my website and send me a video of changes to make regarding keywords, SEO, et cetera. I signed their contract and paid up front. And then they ended up going viral a couple of weeks later on TikTok. They gained tons of followers on Instagram. So it became nearly impossible to get a hold of them. I sent DMs and emails checking in, sometimes four in a row over the course of a couple weeks before they would respond, and they would always apologize and thank me for my patience, but never deliver anything to help me. 
At one point, they said they'd film the video within the next two days, but then I didn't hear from them for two weeks. They followed up by saying the video was uploading to Vimeo right then and that I'd get an email notification when it was done, but I never did. They were so active on TikTok and their Instagram stories the entire time, held virtual classes every week, and responded to Q&As from someone who was worried about investing in their class because someone had taken their money before and not delivered. That's ironic. Anyways, while I'm super excited for their success and totally understand being crazy busy, knowing that I wasn't a priority made me feel pretty bad. Luckily, they sent me my refund yesterday, but it was definitely not a good experience. Okay. Okay. I just, I know we need to give grace, but the, the most important sentence in that entire thing to me is I signed their contract and paid up front. Everything after that, like that, If you are a paying client, oh, I'm going to get my soapbox. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to be nice. Hmm. Lord help me. All right. (laughs) I just want to say, especially because we all want Instagram followers. We all want to go viral on TikTok. That's not a secret. That's not a shock. We're not sitting here pretending that we all don't want that because we do. Like, let's just put that out in front and be honest. It's freaking rad when you go viral. It's amazing when you get an influx of followers. Let's not pretend that we don't want that. Like I said, we all do. But at the end of the day, if you are prioritizing your Instagram quote unquote fame or your Instagram followers over paying clients, that is wrong. That's why I'm like the most important sentence in that entire thing is I signed, like the fact that she signed a contract and paid her up front and yet was strung along for weeks and weeks, that's where I have a big problem with this. Yeah. Like, do you have any other thoughts? I, I tried to uh, bring it in and not go off no. really because I could, I could scream. This makes me infuriated. <laughs> I think it, it not only comes down to like paying clients because it sounds like they said they were worried about investing in their classes that they were doing. So clearly they had paying clients via social media that they were like, marketing towards. So clearly they had paying clients that they were trying to serve with all of that. But the reality is this other person had been a paying client before. And so I think it it not only comes to paying clients and like serving your paying clients and not just your Instagram, you know, or TikTok fame. I think it comes down to you serve who was there first. You it's, it's like ordering coffee in line or whatever. And somebody has been standing in line for an hour. And then all of a sudden this, you know, person walks in the back door and you think, Oh, I like them better. Or like, they're more exciting. They're going to get their coffee first or something like that. It's it, it, that you would know, I would never walk back into a coffee shop if I stood in line and they kept yeah. letting people walk past me and kept serving them instead of me. So I think that's the thing to keep in mind is this person was not only a paying client, but they were a paying client before these other paying clients. And we all make mistakes. I totally understand if they went like that viral, that crazily, that fast, and we're dealing it's with a that much. Yeah. It's a whirlwind and there's a lot going on. I totally get that. I don't want in any way for this to be like, oh, they really like, that's it. They're the worst. They messed up. That's, you know, the end of the end of the day, end of the story. But I think we can all learn something from that. Like, that's even good for me to read. Like, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. like 100%. Like, I, I actually, this is a good, like, personal note in here, too. I'm very careful of, like, if I have a client waiting an email from me or something like that, I tend to try to be very, very careful of not, like, showing up on my stories and, like, doing a Q&A on my story while they're waiting for an email from me or anything like that. I make sure my paying clients are taken care of before mm-hmm. I so- show up on social media period. So I think that's like 
something to keep in mind too is is serving your people and comes back to serving uh serving your people who are showing up for you who are investing in you and everything else falls secondary under that yeah i could not agree more i feel like this is a really common one though so i'm really glad that this type of story was submitted because yeah. Like I've even heard of of stories. I don't, I literally don't remember who it is, but like just, I hear stories all the time of, especially like wedding photographers or like from clients who are waiting on their wedding photos and their photographer is like posting work, which obviously you're not going to necessarily post every single wedding, every single photo that you've ever taken on your gram. I get that. Um, but just like the idea of paying clients waiting around while you're frolicking and having fun on Instagram, which like, I think that's a big issue in the creative entrepreneur space, just like that concept, which this is a really great story for that. Um, and it's it's hard because Instagram is fun, right? So it's it's usually for all of us, like the most fun part of our business. So we usually gravitate toward wanting to do that first. It's why usually if we don't have our like crap in a row, we usually go open our phone first thing in the morning and like start scrolling, start gramming, like, cause it's fun, right? And, but it, it, there's a balance when yes, it's fun, but it is also marketing. Like it is technically work as well. But I think we as business owners have to draw that line and that boundary, just like Evie said, of really prioritizing our paying clients and our inbox first. And that's not necessarily the most fun. It's not fun to maybe film a SEO video for someone who paid versus like answering all of your bunch of followers that just came in because you went viral. Because like going viral is fun, right? And so it's, I think it almost comes down to discipline as a business owner yes. to really steward and focus the people, like Evie said, who came first, but then also paying clients and not mm-hmm. just focusing on the fun, flashy parts of your business, which I think is what Instagram is, especially if you do have a lot of followers and you are like, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like it's fun to like have a lot of views on your story and like to have a lot of DMS coming in. Like our ego gets like riled up by that. Right. And I think that's just being completely honest. Like that's the fun part of our business. And that's where like discipline comes in hardcore of you need to make sure that your client experience and showing up and serving the people that are paying you takes a bigger priority even though it might not be quote unquote as fun, like that needs to take a bigger priority than Instagram, like all day, every day. Amen. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling, video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. 
Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. (laughs) Clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. Okay. But here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack our contracts in our shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. All right, next one. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? I'll read it. You read the last one, didn't you? Yep. Go for it. Okay. Oh, this one's fun because it's completely not in like the creative entrepreneur industry at all. So yeah. My husband and I are looking for a new apartment to move into soon and have done some apartment tours at different places. I will never forget the first place we looked at. The experience was so bad. We got there and waited 20 minutes for someone to help us. Meanwhile, the whole time we can see four employees outside taking a smoke break. Right as we're about to leave and walk out, this guy comes out to help us. We should have just walked out anyway. He was obviously very new. After asking us another, or sorry, after asking us questions for another 20 minutes, at this point we've been there close to 45 minutes and we still haven't seen the apartment yet. He takes us to see the apartment. After we saw it and after we had told him our strict budget while answering his questions, He told us that an apartment like this one was available for $300 outside our budget. Even after telling him that it was outside of our budget, he tried to pressure us by telling us all the features again and stressed that it was a big deal and only good for that day only. We told him no. Oh, and he also mentioned during his awful sales speech that the prices were going up soon because his coworker who tagged along was in a meeting with her bosses all day and told us that she was super stressed about or stressed out from it. Just had a really... It was just a really bad way to approach trying to sell us. And it felt very salesy and doing way too many things way, way too wrong. Okay, that's it. Um, I've many. This is almost ironically the opposite of the first story that we shared, where now it's on the actual business owner who's late. So like I said, kind of before, it's like, just like you maybe should extend grace if your client is late, because they're the client, you as the business owner, if you are 20 minutes late to an appointment, whoo don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like I have, oh, so many thoughts on this. Oh, because there's many issues at play here. There's the lateness. Yep. You're not valuing the customer. Yeah. But it also, this is maybe a different situation. It wasn't like the, I don't think it, it wasn't like the owner of the business was there. I think they said four employees outside taking a smoke break. It sounds like 
that's an issue almost, oh, this is getting deep. That's almost an issue of not giving your employees uh, ownership mentality in your business. They're not, yeah. they're not valuing the clients because they are looking probably at their job just like a paycheck. Like they don't want to be here. They don't care. So they're not valuing your clients. Whereas, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't think it was the CEO or like the owner of the apartment building that was there. It doesn't sound like it. No, it doesn't. I think the other thing here too is the sales approach was the the slimy sales that Lindsay and I have discussed before and been very not fans of in the sense that he was trying to pressure them into and being like, oh, this is $300 outside of your budget after wasting, you know, it sounds like over 30 minutes of their time talking to them, asking questions, knowing their exact very strict budget, and then touring them through the apartment. Like, and then like the prices are going to be going up soon, like all sorts of, it just sounds like the sales approach was from a pressuring, manipulative perspective that most people can sense from like second one and makes most people want to run the other direction. So again, man, I feel like a broken record today. When it comes to sales, you need to sell from the perspective of how is this going to serve and bless the other person? And you have to recognize that sometimes that you're not the person who's going to solve their problems. You're not, your product or your service isn't the right fit for them and that's okay. And to recommend them or refer them over a different direction because that's going to create a lasting memory where, you know, this, this, let's say this situation this guy had recognized, oh, you know what? All of our units are above your budget, but I would love to walk you through if you still have a desire. You know, it's it's relatively close or I could talk to my boss and see if we could work something out. You know, serving them with that type of thing, if that's an option. And then later being like, you know what? I know like based on your budget, based on your needs, there's a apartment complex, you know, XYZ or whatever, referring them over. Those people, the minute their cousin, their sibling, their, you know, sister, whatever is needing an apartment, they're going to be like, dang, that apartment complex was so great. It was just outside of our budget, but I wish we could have, or in the future when they're moving, they're going to think of that great experience with that company. And this doesn't just apply to apartments. This applies anywhere. When you give somebody a good experience and you actually meet their needs and solve their problems as much as you possibly can, you are going to create a lasting impression that is going to create brand loyalty. Girl, go off. Well, this business as a whole comes down to the fact that you need to prioritize treating people and serving their needs over money. Yeah. Kind of, you almost, or sales. Sales is money. So, same thing. Um, Because I think the reason we think that business, like businesses or like the slimy salesman, like we always think of that as negative because of people like this, because businesses do this and they are only are focusing on the benefit of them and they're not thinking about how that can serve or how they can serve somebody else. And what's fun, what's fun is that when you actually serve someone else, even if that results in not a sale for you, that's going to go so much farther. It's going to give you so much more longevity in your business because yeah. exactly like Evie said, it's going to come around to benefit you in the future. So I think what we can just learn from this is like the twofold of one valuing people and really giving them and serving them with excellence and focusing on that more than just like getting a sale. But then too, because in this situation, it clearly looks like the the owner of whoever hired these employees didn't do a good job of insta- establishing ownership mentality in their employees so that their employees weren't slimy people that, not slimy, but like they weren't like the slimy salesmen that were trying to just get a buck from them. 
Um, so really like truly training your employees to like have that ownership mentality and understand like the mission behind and the heart behind the company. Yep. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. I was like, it it comes down to more than just like the ownership mentality. I think it also comes down to training on like, yeah, you know, service and sales and you know the the mission behind it all and kind of the foundational aspect of everything. So yes and Hmm. amen. Okay, Evie, read the last one. All right. So this one says. As a client, the biggest letdown for me was spending hours researching the right photographer for a fall family session, then booking the photographer and not hearing back for the whole six weeks between booking and the shoot. It was such a letdown because I felt like I had no connection whatsoever and our photos were not what I had hoped for. Even after she sent the gallery, she never once followed up with me. So I kind of felt like just a paycheck. We will not be using this business again. I have so many, I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. Because I have almost a thought from the photographer, like the business owner perspective, because she said from, and maybe this is just my personal like insecurities coming in right now. Uh, she said from not hearing back from them when they booked to the six weeks until the shoot. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, and maybe, maybe I don't do it like this, but in my opinion, I'm like, for if someone books me for a wedding, there's obviously a lot of emails going back and forth before the wedding because you're plant you're helping like your your bride and grooms are like you're helping them book or like sorry you're helping them plan their wedding or their timeline but for sessions once someone books with me I send an email like with a bunch of stuff for them and then I like I don't talk to them again or I don't email again until about like two weeks before the session but maybe even that's answering my own question like I think that answers your own question because not only do you follow up but also that email that you send with a lot of information for them tends to include the outfit guide and confirming the location with them and just different things where you're communicating from what I have read I guess I'm reading this yeah but I'm still reading this and I'm like they didn't communicate between the six weeks before the shoot. I get, okay. I guess I, sounds, I emailed before the shoot. It sounds like from the, the minute they booked. So it sounds like, yes, I would love that. Here's the invoice and deposit. They signed, paid, and it was silent. That's oh, what it like sounds like to me. There wasn't an email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys, guys, guys. Okay. Like, that's that's where I am reading that. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I just got like insecure for a moment. I'm back on track. <laughs> uh, so... What you need to do is the second someone books with you, don't just be like, okay, I have their money. Awesome. Send them a freaking email, y'all. Send them an email and include things in it that's like valuable and helpful for them. Lord. Okay, yes, we're back on track. Yes to that. And also like you you answered your own question too. Like you have a follow-up, like whether that's like a week before or two weeks before or, you know, four days before or whatever, there's almost always a follow-up to those sessions confirming location, confirming time. Is there anything else you need help with? Like for us, we'd be like, how's the outfit planning going? Feel free to send me your outfits, like different things where we we're discussing and communicating with our clients. And this is such a good example of if you just treat your clients like they're a paycheck, they will feel it. This, this person felt that she said, I felt like just a paycheck and I will not be using this business again. That says a lot. Like mm-hmm. that's a big deal right there. And that, man, this is just the the melody to today's thing. It's about service and it's about yeah. the heart posture. It's about the attitude that you treat your clients with. We could go on about this, but the bottom line is serve your clients, 
follow up with emails after booking, do everything you can to solve all their pain points throughout the entire process and send a follow-up email after sending your gallery. Did you enjoy the photos? I loved getting to work with you. I would love to hear a review from you. Anything that just touches base. How are you doing? I value you even after you've paid me and my service is technically done. Yep. Mm, So good. Oh, and turns out we said four at the beginning. Just kidding. We have a bonus one. (laughs) (laughs) That may or may not be because we miscounted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just magically appeared on this document. Um, This is a really good one too, because it's completely different. It's a completely different industry. So if you're not like a creative entrepreneur, this might, well, this, the principles apply to literally any business, but this is a good one. It's about the tattoo industry. So buckle up. All right. When I went to get my second tattoo, I got bullied into getting something that was so different from what I wanted. I'm still frustrated to this day, but that's just a little background for the real mishap. Okay, so let's get into the real mishap. All right, let's go. So from that day on, I was much more confident in seeking out true artists. After all, what better way to support art than to parade it around? And I wanted to love it at that point so that I would want to tell people who, where, and what's up about that artist. Well, I'm discussing my second sleeve at a shop just because I got another tattoo there and loved the atmosphere. I have a rule that I need to speak with the artist they recommend and truly click because my tattoos are huge and take a long time of sitting. For perspective, my first sleeve was 11 and a half hours. Well, that's Yikes. long. <laughs> All right. We both don't have, have tattoos, so this is fun for us to hear. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and waiting and I always wear sweaters so you really can't see that I'm heavily tattooed. From that day forward, I always went in with my tattoo showing. Well, I meet the guy and he's dismissive off the bat. I start asking general questions and he's just incredibly off-putting and blatantly rude, which it was lunchtime, so whatever. But then for the first time since I started getting tattoos, I had an artist talk down to me. I was like, oh no. I looked him in the eye and said, I don't know how you get any business acting like this. Pulled up my sleeves, said, it's not my first rodeo, but you shouldn't speak to a first-time tattoo person like that either. I left, got a call from them and told them no thanks to that artist. Three weeks later, I walked right past him to another artist in the shop. Oh, that's, this is tea. I got my first tattoo or got my tattoo from her and our dogs are besties. First impressions are everything. Taught me that communication is so important and only, and the only thing I can think, thank that guy for is teaching me what I definitely don't want and giving me tips for my own business moving forward. Well, I feel like she just wrapped it up with a bow and gave all the advice that we would just do it right there. That is so good. And that's so, ah, oh, that makes me so mad. But I love the spunk in this girl who was able to just like walk. She walked past him and was like, hi, brother. And like just walked past right to another girl. That's amazing. Like, Bye. Oh, I love it. I think this one, she already just wrapped it up. But communication is so important. And your client's experience with you is so important. And even if you are the expert, Again, you need to approach those conversations from a place of service, from a place of how can I solve your problems and not from a place of I'm the expert. I'm the the genie in the bottle. I'm the pro here. You know nothing. Like that should never be your approach. Your approach should be, well, I have a lot of experience here. This is what I do day in, day out. How can I make your life better by offering that to you? Like that should be the approach, not necessarily like I'm the king of the hill. So that's my thought. It's never... It's never having a condescending attitude because like he yes. assumed that she was a noob because he couldn't see all the tattoos. So it was like, I mean, she yeah. doesn't say exactly what he said to her, but is as they talked down to me. So yeah. in my mind, I'm imagining like this is a movie playing out. And in my mind, I'm imagining like, oh, honey, this is how tattoos work. Like, that's just what I'm picturing. Like, yeah. and then she's like, okay, bro. And like rolls up her <laughs> sleeve. Um, but it's, it's just I what Evie said of like, 
how your attitude is everything. I feel like there's a good through line of service for all these stories. Service on how you treat your customers is top priority. Doesn't matter how many years of experience you have, how top king dog you think you are, how much money you may or may not be making, like you need to treat or how many followers like the TikTok story, or if you've gone viral recently, the end game here is treat your customers or your potential customers like they matter, like they are important to you. Because guess what? If you don't, you will not continue to be in business. Your business will I wasn't saying crumble. No, crumble. (laughs) Fail, crumble. Your business will fall. It will fail and crumble. And guess what? A situation like that, she's going to tell. I mean, I feel like people with tattoos also usually have more friends with tattoos. Like that that happens. And so she's probably going to share all of, to all of her friends, hey, never, ever, ever go to that guy. So what his one interaction where he talked down to her, he just ruined a potential continuation of so many more opportunities for him to get mm-hmm. business. And I bet you anything, she's promoting the heck out of the girl whose dog is her best dog friend or whatever, because <laughs> she actually treated her well, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, how you treat people matters. Like almost every single one of these, literally, I think every single one of these stories ended was le- with, was, and they were like, we'll not be continuing my service. We'll not be going back. Like we'll yeah. not be doing anything with them. Like, yep. How you treat people matters, y'all. Yep. Mm. And how how you treat your customers is also so, so important. So yeah. through line, I love that there was continuity. We didn't plan that at all. I did, I hadn't even read. I read one. I read the tattoo artist. That's the only story that I read. So this was all like in a natural reaction. But we hope that was helpful. This was also super fun. If you like this episode and you want us to do more like this, you like this format of like reading your stories and kind of reacting and like, teaching based off of that. We think this could be fun to do in the future is again. So let us know if you want to do that. Post in the Heart and Hustle Facebook group, uh, screenshot this episode, share it, DM us, all the ways to contact us. So you know the drill at this point. Follow us on Instagram. Lindsay is at Mrs. Lindsay Roman. I am at Evie Rupp. And the Heart and Hustle podcast and our education company are at the Heart University. And make sure you're a part of the Facebook group if you're not already. It is a party over there. And yeah, I feel like that's about it, Linz. We That's about it. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. Go kick butt, go take some names and go treat people well. Yeah, That's all we have. <laughs> all right, we will see you on the next episode.